Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. If you're new to this kind of work, go ahead and start with episode one. If you're intermediate, you can go to episode 98 to start. And if you're advanced, oh, fast forward all the way over to episode 200. You'll be good. So with me, as always, to share her insights, her wisdom, and probably today a lot of laughter, <laughs> is the spirit <laughs> doctor herself, as we're slap happy together, Kelly yes, Sparta. <laughs> Welcome to Slap Happy Land, peeps. Slap happy lampies. Yeah, what's a lampy? I don't know. It's a it's a it's a lamp that's holding it. So, uh, okay, I, my brain is hurting. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Are we still in Mercury retrograde, or is this some other kind of retro and, something? And Saturn, Venus is out. Venus went out on the third, but Mercury is going to be in retrograde until the fifteenth of September. And, uh, which, you know, by the time this airs might be already gone. And, um, uh, Saturn is not out until the 4th of November. So. Damn Saturn. He seriously overstates <laughs> his welcome. Yeah. Screwing us over already. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. So how, how is Panama? Panama. It's so awesome. Yeah. 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 Panama. Panama. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I, I got I got a little um, stir crazy yesterday because I was on back to back to back calls on my f- computer, which I'm like my butt is molding into the seat. I need to move, right? So I, I looked at my husband as soon as my last call was done. I was like, I need to get out of this house. And so we got in the car, we drove into town, and we just walked. Uh, we went into the center of town, and there were these 
there's always these amazing birds at sunset and they're just so loud. And if you're, if you're on my TikTok, you, I I did a video uh, talking about the monkey mindset and how loud it gets in your head because the birds were just like so perfect for that. Right. (laughs) And so you can hear them there. Uh, And I, I cross posted to Instagram and Facebook, so it'll be there too. And then we walk down to the river and there's this beautiful bridge that goes across the Caldera River, Caldera. And uh, the river is filled with all these these rocks. And so it's just this wonderful, like, sound, right? I did a video from there too. So, you know, go check out my social media. You'll find it. It's gorgeous. And let me tell you, the thing that I find most frustrating about Panama is the fact that my photos and my videos cannot do it justice. So as beautiful as you think it is watching it, it is 10 times more beautiful in person, 10 times more impressive in person. It, it just, you just cannot grasp the, the scope of the mountains and the colors are just not captured on camera at, at the level that they exist. It's just, I'm, I, I'm constantly floored at the beauty that I live in. It, it's That's so awesome. amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've taken some amazing photos and none of them do it justice to what I actually saw. Yeah. It's just stunning. The the camera cannot handle it. It can't. It can't. There's just no way to get the scope of the mountains. Like you take a picture and you're like, oh yeah, that's the mountains. You think in the picture that they're really far away, right? (laughs) But they aren't. We're like 10 minute drive and they go straight up. Right. So you, you, I can literally go up like 3,500 feet in 10 minutes here in the mountains because that's, that's how steep everything is. It's like straight up. And so, you know, you can't, the, the photos you, you, in the photos, you can think, oh, it's not that close. Yeah. Those mountains are big, but here you're like, those mountains are big right <laughs> just like, so the, the perspective doesn't doesn't come across correct. so how are the how are the roads how are the roads up the mountain is it like one well, way they're pretty harrowing <laughs> they're there so so i have i drove the road to hana in hawaii which is on maui and um and it it has a like a thousand foot drop <laughs> Um, I think it's more like 300 feet, but it feels like a thousand. It feels like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes straight down into the ocean. Right. And, and the road's like a a car and a half wide and it's a two way road and there's no guardrails. Right. And this driving in the mountains here, pretty similar. Right. So if you're not going to fall off the side of the mountain, you're going to go into a steep ditch from which your car will not come out without being towed. Right. So, you know, and, and, yeah, but when you're driving up, like right now, we're having Bajareque, which is uh, off season, actually, because normally that's at the beginning of the dry season. Uh, but it is a very, it, it's it's El Nino, right? So we're having a dry, rainy season. And so we're getting the Bajareque, we're getting the winds that we normally get at the beginning of dry season right now. And um, Bajareque is basically, it's a specialty kind of rain. And it, it's like long strings of rain that, that are very light. And because they're long and thin and light, 
the light refracts through them and you get the most amazing rainbows, right? And so, you know, you'll be driving up the mountain and there's a rainbow in, so, so you're driving up one mountain, there's another part of the mountain, like 200 feet away, 300 feet away, right? Maybe a little more, maybe 600, right? 600 feet away. And then there's this huge uh, canyon in between, right? And in the middle of the canyon will be the, the rainbow. Oh, that's cool. It's stunning. So it looks like you're going to drive through a rainbow. We chased a rainbow down the mountain one day. We did. We were like, we're going to find the bottom. We're going to find, we're going to find the pot of gold. We're going to find the end of the rainbow. I actually saw where a, where a rainbow ended one day. Did you go get the gold? Well, there was no way to get there, but we saw it. We saw it. It's like, oh, look. You have a rainbow. <gasps> Besides, I didn't want to fuck with a leprechaun. <laughs> you don't want to fuck with leprechauns. It's not a good thing. <laughs> so let him keep the gold. Uh, yeah, not worth the effort. Not worth the effort. <laughs> worth okay, the effort. there you go. Yeah. Leprechauns <laughs> are like, you know, angry dwarves with fairy powers. It's it's really not a good idea. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's going to bring us into our topic for today of being in a spiritual mindset. Because in a spiritual mindset, you know, talking about fairies and leprechauns and rainbows and everything else, you know, pots of gold and unicorns and dragons, that's a normal conversation, you know. White light and fluffy bunnies, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we're going to be talking about some truths and some misconceptions today. Yes. Yes. And there are a bunch. And I made a list and you're going to tell me what they are because. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is prompting. Here's prompting part one. Go. Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's see. So um, is there a, I'm just going to ask this off the top of my head. Is there a, which I already know the answer to, but is there a certain way you have to be to be spiritual? I'm such oh, a spiritual God. person. Oh, oh yes. Yes, I'm so spiritual. Now. Namaste, everyone. I never Namaste, get angry. Bitches. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, me, I just go bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, bitches, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is this this thing of, oh, you have to speak so softly and, and oh, I'm so spiritual and, and oh, you know, I am, I am, uh, I, I, I am, I am calm and, and even at all times and no. Day. Yes, I am one with the universe that is all, I am all and they are all and we are all in this together. Okay. <laughs> I am you and you and me and That's me, it. And me and we are all together. Together. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is one of my big pet peeves is this idea that anyone is always calm and always, you know, spiritual at all times. And, you know, this this form of spiritual is the biggest crock that there is. It is, you know, it, it's put on. It's, it's drama. It's show, right? And it, because they're trying, right? If you're trying to be spiritual, then you're not being spiritual. Okay, let's be clear. And, you know, the I, I love this because um, Pema Chodron has this, uh, she did a, a, a recording called, um, oh God, what's it going to be? Let me see if I can remember. Uh, no, I got nothing. I'll, I'll try and remember it and put it in the links. But uh, she, it was, it was like 15 years ago, but she did this great recording. Uh, and, 
it has sunflowers on it on the cover. I can tell you that. So if you find the one with sunflowers on the cover, it's her. Uh, but she talks about this concept called Shenpa. And Shenpa, Shenpa okay. yeah, Shenpa is this, uh, you know, she's Buddhist monk, right? And it is this concept of this is where I go eek in my being, right? It's like, ah, I'm tweaked, ah, right? That's Shenpa is when you get tweaked, right? And, you know, she's talking about these Buddhist monks and, and about being a Buddhist monk and having this experience, right? You know, you don't get much more spiritual than somebody being a Buddhist monk, right? And yet she's talking about Shenpa, okay? So nobody, nobody lives in that state all the time of, of being calm and, you know, clear and perfectly focused at all times. Nobody does that. I don't do that. She doesn't do it. Nobody does it, okay? We're all human, right? To, to try and put on airs that that's who you are tells me that you're a beginner. That's what I see. When I see somebody who is doing that, I'm like, oh, you're at the beginning of your journey. Noted. Okay. Not to say that you can't say namaste to people. You absolutely can. But it, it, I'm not talking about the people who namaste from a place of my my spirit sees your spirit and and we are, you know, one. And, and you know, I mean, it's a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word and it has beautiful meaning. But we all know these people, right? We've all, they're, they're often yoga teachers, okay? That's all I want to say. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't know why, but, you know, I'm just saying, we all know these people, right? And so, you know, this is what I'm saying is that it, don't try to be spiritual. That's all I'm saying. Don't try. Because when you try to be spiritual, then you're putting on an air. You're putting on your ego is investing in a new version of your personality, right? And if ego's involved, you're not being spiritual. Aha, which is perfect segue into the next section. Oh, there we go. There you Okay, ding, ding. Um, Yes, humility versus false modesty. So, all right, so here's the thing. And this is particularly important for for my people because uh, most of us have been told, don't get a big head, don't don't be too loud, don't be too seen, don't be too anything. You know, you don't get to brag about nothing. You know, you know, uh, you know, if you you just you're not good enough, so give it up, right? So we, as we get older, often associate humility with all of that bullshit, right? And we're like, oh, well, humility is not not taking, you know, credit for whatever, right? No. Humility is saying, yeah, okay. Somebody's like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And you're like, oh, thank you. And that's it. That's humility, right? You're taking it in. You're acknowledging it. You're not going, yes, I am, and blah, 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 right? That's, that's the thing. Whereas false humility um, is is saying, oh, no, it's fine. I'm okay. You know, it's really not. I'm not that great. Um, you know, other people tell me this, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's false humility, where they're, like, saying, oh, yeah, people tell me this all the time, blah, 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 you know, da, 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 da. Whereas if, if somebody else just comes up, you go, yeah, okay, thanks. Right? Because you already know it's true about yourself right? It's not saying it's not true. It's not going, oh, no, no, no. You know, and so I want to be clear, false humility is puffing while you're saying, pretending to say no, 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 right? That's false humility. 
then the self-abuse side is, oh, no, I can't accept a compliment for any reason, even if it is true. I, I can't own it. Well, you know, I had all these other reasons and other people did this for me and blah, 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 all the reasons to not accept the compliment, right? So but what you're shooting for is right in the middle, which is, yes, I acknowledge that this is what who I am and what I do and what I bring to the world. And that's true. Thanks. Thanks for acknowledging. Thanks for noticing. That's it right? So that's what true humility is. Now, next one is positivity and its shadow. Yes. I love this one. I love this one. So, you know, there's this whole positive psychology movement and it has value, right? There is value to positive psychology, which is, you know, how we think determines what we bring about in the world. So if you bring a positive mindset to things, then you will likely bring positive results back to you. Absolutely true. However, there's a shadow side to this, which is the la, 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 la. I'm not going to acknowledge that there's anything bad in the world, and I'm not going to acknowledge that there are bad things, and I'm not going to acknowledge that I have bad thoughts, and I'm not going to, I'm just not going to acknowledge anything other than positive thoughts. In the land of denial. (laughs) Girl, you on Fantasy Island, let me tell you. Well, you know, and and a lot of positive psychology kind of supports this concept in in sort of a weird, twisted way. You know, they're like, oh, don't, don't, don't. It's that old um, shamanic story about, you know, there's a good wolf and a bad wolf inside of each of us. And... I'm sorry, I just have to say, bad wolf, bad wolf. Sorry, it's Doctor Who reference. So for you Whovians, you're welcome. And so there's a good wolf and a bad wolf inside of us. And, and you know, which one, and they're always at battle. And the question is, which one wins? Whichever one you feed, right? Oh, yes, and, yes, 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 yes. Right? And so, you know, in positive psychology, they're like, well, don't feed the bad wolf, right? Feed only the good wolf. Well, the problem is, is that, that what they're not acknowledging is that the bad wolf exists. And I don't like good and bad, you know that, but that's the, that's the terminology. And um, But the other side, the shadow side, so we'll go with light and shadow, right? Because that's really more accurate, right? It's not good and bad, it's light and shadow. So light is the stuff that we are okay with other people knowing about ourselves, about us and what we are willing to admit about us, Right. Shadow is the stuff that we try and hide away in the corner, right? (laughs) We don't want to think about it. We don't want anybody else to know about it. And we don't want to look at it under any circumstances, right? Yes. All them skeletons. Yes. And and that shadow wolf will come and chew your ass until you acknowledge it exists. And the more you go white, light, and bunny which is the, the, you know, the positive people, right? The, the, the insanely, un, unrealistically positive people. The more you go white, light, and bunny, the more the shadow chews your ass and you end up bloodied and can't sit, right? Just not good. So this is the piece. Yes, positivity is super important, but you want to make sure that you are acknowledging your shadow and you want to make sure that you're working on your shadow, because whatever you don't pay attention to bites you in the butt. Yeah. Is that also kind of when you're, if you uh, let your inner child keep driving the bus, that you end up, you know, going off the mountain road, you know, <laughs> not hitting <laughs> the rainbow. Because they can't or reach nowhere. the pedals, right? Yeah, yeah. That you got you, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you get a lot of where they're playing with the steering wheel, but they're not actually going anywhere because their 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 feet aren't hitting the pedals. Therefore, you are not moving forward at all. Therefore, you're not moving. You're just spinning in circles. You know, you're just literally spinning the wheel and going nowhere, right? That's funny. All right, let's see. Oh, here's... <laughs> so I have to tell you, I have to tell on myself. So when we're going over this, before we started recording this, I looked at this word and I said, what the hell is this word? And I had to sit here and sound the damn thing out because I have not seen this word spelled out in forever. And I'm like... What? So, okay, so it's faith versus, y'all can laugh at me all you want to, let me tell you, but some of y'all doing it too. Faith versus abdication. Yes. So, faith, faith is the act of trusting the universe to bring you what you want, right? So, surrender in faith, right? Rather than giving up, right? So, abdication is to say, not it, not mine, not my problem. I'm just going to walk away from it and hope it goes away. That's abdication, right? So if you give up, you're abdicating your power and you're abdicating your faith. You're, you're, you're letting it go and being like, nope, not mine. So abdication actually comes from uh, the, uh, that's used most often in relation to uh, queens and kings. They abdicate the throne. I'm giving up the throne and walking away, right? So that term is often used in that way. It's like, I have this great thing and I'm walking away from it, right? And so when you abdicate responsibility, you also let go of your power in the same moment, right? Because with great power comes great responsibility. With great responsibility comes great power, right? So if you abdicate your responsibility, you've abdicated your power. You've let that go too, And so if you abdicate faith by just going, oh, I just give up, right? And you call that surrender, you're not going to get what you think you're going to get because you didn't surrender in faith that the universe was going to take care of you. You gave up and went into victim and and you're like, well, somebody's going to figure it out. My guides will fix it, I guess. I don't know. I hope. Will you guys fix it, please? I can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Right? That's that's what that's I'm talking that's about. the abdication. So I have a question. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I'm I have heard this from friends, and they're like, "Oh, girl, I just I gave Jesus the wheel. I'm just giving it up to Him. Take Jesus. Take the wheel." And it's like, hold up. You don't have faith that anything's going to get done. You're just saying, basically, this, to me, it's also a way of saying that you're giving up because you're just like, just let God handle it. Just let Jesus take the wheel. And I'm yes, I'm saying that with the extra on Southern accent because um, it's funnier that way. But that's the same kind of thing, right? Uh, it can be. So some people say, I'm going to let Jesus take the wheel because Jesus knows better than I do. And, and he's going to take care of me, and I trust him to do that. That is, is surrendering in faith. Yeah. I'm going to just let Jesus take the wheel because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and I got nothing, and I don't, you know, I don't believe that my prayers are going to come true, but I pray because I'm supposed to, and, and you know, I'm just going to give up in this way because I, I feel incompetent to do it, right? That is abdication. Yeah, that's giving up. So you could go either way on that, depending on what the energy behind it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Oh, and on that, that it when if we follow up question, then I have faith that the universe, and I'm speaking for for me, I have faith that the universe is going to take care of me. However, that does not mean that I do not still have my, I'll say physical, uh, no, that's not right. I do still have my responsibilities as a human being in this life on the planet at this particular moment. Old Arabic saying, trust in God and tie your camel. Yes. (laughs) So just because, you know, oh, I have faith that God, or insert name here, is going to take care of me and provide me housing. That is not a, a thing where, oh, I don't have to go get a job and earn money so I can pay for my housing. There are some people who are testing that right now. I'm one, I, there's a couple of people that I've been watching on TikTok who are who are testing that, and they have they have discovered that in some cases it does not work so well. Um, and yet they're 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 practicing it over and over again, and they're finding ways to do it. But you don't always end up with exactly what you want if you're not taking active steps towards it, right? So can you find, you know, could you find a way to live rent free? Yes. Would it necessarily be in a situation that you absolutely want? Not guaranteed, right? Because you're you're in in American culture and in many cultures around the world, money is a form of power, right? And so when you abdicate the money, you also abdicate that aspect of the power. So you could find somebody willing to put you up and let you live with them for free, or maybe, you know, in exchange for some chores or whatever. Um, but now you're subject to that being their house and you are the the guest and therefore, you know, the, they could change the, the rules at any moment. And now if you're not earning money, then you don't have the power to make a choice of your own um, unless you find another situation that has a similar scenario right? Money just makes it easier to make that choice. Not not to say that you're giving up all of your power if you abdicate money. You're not. You're not, right? You can absolutely, um, you know, do a barter society sort of thing if you find other people who want to participate in that and whatever. That There's nothing that says you can't, except the IRS will want to tax it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> eh. but, um, but the the key is that you have to recognize where your power is in the scenario, right? So if you're handing over your power by giving up the money, then that's a, that's its own challenge. Uh, do, do, do. Oh, forgiveness um, and generosity and their shadows. Ah, yes. Okay. So forgiveness, this is one of my favorites. Right. So I love forgiveness and forgiveness. It, I want to define it because we love Carol Burnett's definition here. Uh, forgiveness is giving up all hope of a better yesterday. This is my definition of forgiveness. And this is from Carol Burnett, which is the best definition I've ever seen. Okay. It's not saying, oh, it was okay that you did this. It's coming to a place of acceptance and saying, yep, that's how it happened. And I'm going to stop saying it should have been different. That's the differential right? I'm going to let go of saying it should have been different and just accept that it was what it was, right? That's the piece that creates the forgiveness is letting go of the shoulding, right? And what I find is that people try to bypass the the stuff that comes before, right? So, when you are going to forgive somebody, you're doing it for you, not for them. Let's just start with that, right? Because 
it, this isn't about letting them off the hook. This is about stopping the the well of rage from building inside of you over stuff you didn't have any control over back then and you certainly can't change now, right? It's like, I'm just going to let that go, right? And they, they it's interesting. I read an article recently um, that they said that uh, the depressed mind uh, focuses on the past and the happy mind focuses on the future, and I thought that was really, and this is a scientific paper where they were talking about how people think and things like that. You know, in, in spirituality, we would say, you know, the, the spiritual mind stays in the present, right? So we would add something to that. But, you know, the, the depressed mind is focused on things in the past that you can't do anything about. And the happy mind is like planning cool things for the future usually. So um, that's, that's sort of the mindset there. But when you're in dealing with forgiveness, one of the things that happens is, and this is another spiritual bypass thing, is that people will say, oh, well, you have to forgive that person. You have to forgive them. And I had somebody say that to me. I, I discovered that I was very angry with my mother, which I don't know why I was not aware of that because I would get pissed every time I had to talk to her. But yeah, I was completely unaware of it. So... <laughs> This was like 15 years ago, right? And I'm just like, what, mom? What? You know? <laughs> but I was very angry with her. But I didn't, but but she and I were best friends when I was growing up. And so in my head, we were best friends, but she pissed me off every moment of every second of every time we talked. And but I wasn't mad. I she was my friend, right? You know, so I, I just this is the thing when you haven't questioned thoughts in your brain in a while, that that's that's the shit that happens, right? So I had just discovered that I was very angry with my mother. Um, and I I brought it up at a at an event that I was at, and you know, they they had me do some processing around it. And at the at the food table afterwards, this woman comes up and she's like, You have to forgive your mother. And I'm like, I just got in touch with the fact that I am pissed at my mother. It is not yet time for me to forgive her. You have to forgive. I'm like, you have to back the fuck off, right? Because you don't get to tell me how to do this, right? I said, let me be clear. I need to admit that I'm pissed. I need to figure out why I'm pissed. And I need to acknowledge and validate my own feelings before I get ready to let go of all of this. Because if I don't, I'm telling my subconscious mind that I deserved it. And she was just like, oh, I'm like, Yes. So before you go telling other people what to do, why don't you take a moment and ask and be curious? Because I knew perfectly well how to deal with it. I just was not aware of it before that. Right. And so, you know, you do, you need to acknowledge the anger. You need to acknowledge the upset. You need to see what it was that was not okay so that you will recognize it in the future if it shows up again. And so that you can say, I didn't deserve this. Because if you don't get upset about it, your subconscious mind says, oh, well, it must have been okay then. I'm like, no, it was not okay. I need to get upset, all right? I need to get upset, and I need to acknowledge what the issue was, and I need to move through it. And then, and then, and only then, is it time for me to forgive? Is it time for me to let it go and say, nope, can't do anything about it now, couldn't do anything about it then, no point in wasting energy on it. It was what it was moving on. And so what was the other one? Forgiveness and... Uh, uh, generosity in its shadow. Oh, yes. Generosity in its shadow. So I'm just giving everything away. Everybody oh, gets a car. Everybody gets a car. Yeah. 
<laughs> I I recently had a conversation with somebody who who had made a lot of money and gave most of it away. And I'm like, do you have enough for you? And you know, I, I pay my bills and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I got the distinct impression that that may not be the case, right? There was not necessarily enough, um, you know, if they wanted to retire or whatever, right? So, um, and that's where the shadow side of generosity comes in, right? So generosity is um, I'm giving to you from a place of, of I feel, you know, I want to, right? I have an abundance and I want to share it, right? Mm-hmm. I have an excess, Yes, I have an excess and I want to share it. Shadow of generosity can be in giving away so much that you're no longer properly taking care of yourself, which I've seen happen. I had that conversation years ago with a woman who's who was like, you know, my daughter needs help and I, I don't want to give her my rent money, but I feel like I need to give her my rent money because that's what a good mother does. And I'm like, uh, no. No, your daughter is a grown woman and that's her job to support herself and you need to pay your rent, right? You know, giving too much away to the point where you're not adequately taking care of yourself, then that that becomes a shadow issue. That's a, I'm establishing my value by giving money to people and things and, you know, causes and whatever, right? I'm, and and it's, a, it's a way of establishing your value. Now, there is actually a medical condition that causes people to overgive as well, um, and that's usually caused by a brain tumor. But, um, but in just sort of general life, giving, you know, being generous in that level, you know, like, I'm buy, buy drinks for the bar, you know, that's usually a I'm, I'm going to look good, right? That's that's what that's about. And so there are cheaper ways to feel good about yourself. That's I'm going to say that. And then secondly, the other piece of the shadow of generosity is um, it's, um, oh, it was there and now it's gone. Where'd it go? Uh, Back into it? the shadows. Back into the shadows. Um, so the the other piece of generosity, I, I got nothing. It's it's not there. We'll do it. But it'll come pop back into my head in a minute. Just keep, let's keep going. We'll go to the next one. I don't know what it is. I don't remember where it went. It's all right. It'll come back up. All right. Um. Let's see. Service and its shadow. Service. Service and a shadow. Yeah. So is this being this, in service. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got the generosity thing now. Okay. Because see, I told you. So the other piece of the generosity, and this works with service too, is that you are uh, giving it away because you don't feel like you deserve it. Okay. That's the other shadow side of generosity and service. I'm, I'm giving all my time or I'm giving all my money or I'm giving all my goods or, you know, whatever, because I don't feel like I deserve them anyway. So, you know, you, you need it more than I do. That's another way of saying I don't deserve it, right? Um, or being codependent with somebody else and going, oh, you need this more than I do. Okay, I'll figure it out. It'll be okay. I'm more resourceful than you are. You can have it, right? Like, okay, well, you know, great. Keep your money and be resourceful and help them, but keep your money. Keep, you know, keep your time, whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, service. So service is great. We love to, to have service because... You know, it, it gives you the opportunity to help others, right? One of my favorite random acts of kindness is to, like, feed parking meters as I walk by, right? I'm just like, you know, 25 cents out of my pocket to save somebody 25 or 30 bucks, you know? That's that's a good deal. Um, but the, you know, acts of service have limitations, too. I see this a lot in, in especially uh, women-owned 
uh, and or spiritual businesses. And what happens is they get codependent with their clients and they're like, oh, well, they can't afford that much, so I can't charge this much. Or, oh, well, I'll do a work study, even though I don't really need anything and it's not really going to help me, but they really need it. And Or I'll do a pay what you can and I'm not making my rent, right? And like, if you're not making rent, you are the charity. You need to not be doing charity, right? You are the charity if you can't pay rent. You should not be doing sliding scale. You should not be doing... Um, you know, pay what you can. You should not be doing work study. You need freaking cash in hand, man. Do it. Get the cash in hand. And part of that is it's a it's codependency with the client, but it's also a well, I'm not really convinced that what I'm doing is worth what I'm charging. So I'll just give some of it away, or I'll charge less for a lot of people, and then I won't have to feel like it's not really worth it. And you know, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Da, 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 right. So all of these things, right? So, so with service, you end up with that. So, uh, you know, what I tell people is, look, don't do a trade unless you would pay for the service, okay? And you would pay that person for the service, right? If you would not pay that person for the service, then do not do a trade because you are paying that person for the service with your trade, right? So now, um, you know, service is in a shadow when you do it that way. You know, I think we pretty much understand what it is when it's in the light. It's, you know, I'm being helpful. However, there's also another way the service goes into shadow, which is I, I'm going to take care of you even though you didn't ask me. I'm going to step into the middle of a confrontation that you're having with somebody else, and I'm going to take the heat because you can't defend yourself as well as I can defend you. That, that, is, that is very shadow service. Because you're, you're basically telling the other person that they're helpless and that they can't manage while you, when you do that. Now, if they ask you to step in, that's another story. But if, if they did not ask and you just step in, then you are basically telling them that they can't take care of themselves. And, you know, you, you might get smacked for it. I mean, my, my dad came at my stepmother pretty hard at a dinner table in a restaurant once and made a huge scene, blew up, yelled, screamed. Now, we're in the South, okay? Huge scene, and got up and left, stormed out of the room. And I went to get up and go yell at him. I was like 28. And uh, my stepmother, as I went to get up, to, because I was going to go ream him, and, and she said, sit down. And I was like, she said, this is my problem, and I will handle it. And I was like, Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Like, yes, ma'am. You know, I, I was so pissed. I wanted to yell at him, but I couldn't argue the fact that this woman was perfectly capable of taking care of herself. <laughs> and that she was married to this man and she knew him and she she was capable of holding her own. And I just, I, you know, and I, I was mad for three days because I couldn't let all the adrenaline out. <laughs> She didn't do it because she was right, you know? And so, you know, I, I went up to get all upset for her and she was like, uh-uh. So I got whacked for, for taking on what wasn't mine. Please tell me she was like four foot nothing and a 99 pounds dripping wet. Please tell me she was T90 because no, no. it, it makes it so much better. Five, ten. She's 5'10". Five, five, ten. Ten. Yeah. Oh, man. No. no, but you did not mess with her. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> yes, indeed. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But this is another way where we go overboard in service, right? That's where service goes into shadow. All right. Let's see. What about ooh, compassion versus sympathy and codependency? These are kind of all intertwined a little bit. Yeah, kind of, but not really. So uh, codependency, so we know what compassion is. Compassion is the ability to uh, empathize with the person who is having the experience and to say, you know, it's like, I have felt what you feel. So being empathetic. Yeah, it's empathy with acceptance, right? So it's, I I understand, I, I grok in fullness, you know, I feel what you feel. Um, I, I, and I accept that that's what you're feeling. I don't have to change it. I have compassion for your experience. It is not my job to fix it. That's compassion. Okay. Sympathy is, oh, you poor baby, you feel like this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, how can I fix it for you? Right. That's sympathy. And you're like stepping closer into that codependency thing, right? You're, you're, it's, it's so often. It's actually often codependent, right? And then true, full-blown codependency is, oh, baby, I'm so sorry you feel it. Uh, let me fix it. I'm going to fix it for you whether you like it or not. I'm doing it, right? I'm paying your <laughs> rent even though you blew it at the crap stable. Right, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'm paying your rent because you you got it stolen from you or whatever, you know. But whether whether you want me to or not, right, that's codependent, Okay. So, yeah, Co- uh, compassion is I, I feel for you and I understand where you are and I accept that it is what it is and I'm going to allow you your experience in this moment, right? And, and you know, I'm not going to try and change your circumstance because you're a sovereign being capable of re- running your own life and it's not my job to fix you, right? It's the ultimate statement of respect, right? I respect you enough to acknowledge that you are an adult, a full-ass grown adult, right? (laughs) You are capable of making your own choices and dealing with your own life. And if you don't ask for my help, it is not my job to fix it. And it's not my job even if you do ask. Even if you do ask, it's not my job. But I have the option to help. Right. Right. But I will not enable you if, you know, you're doing bad behavior, but, you know, Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Depends on what I want to do. Because you're a grown-ass adult woman. And if you want to be, if you want to be in an addictive state and be enabled, then that's your call, right? And I will decide whether or not I want to participate in that. You know, for me, it would be a hell no, I'm not participating in that. I've I've had that experience and gotten kudos from my my husband who's in recovery for 17 years now. He was like, Wow, you really you managed that really well. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, thanks. Awesome, because I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right? So, you know, somebody's like, oh, you're, you know, I told them that you're going to do this. And I'm like, you didn't ask me if I was going to do that. And I'm not willing to do that. And so you better tell them something different because I'm not going to say that for you because, you know, that's not true. So I'm not lying for you. That's not, I don't think it's in your best interest. And I'm, I'm not lying to you. That's just not going to happen. So. But you're my bestest friendest. Yeah. Whether it's in your best interest or not, I am not going to make a liar out of myself because you chose to try and make me one. That's not going to happen. So, you know, yeah. So that's that's sort of the differential there. Okay. So we can we can own our power being spiritual. 
We don't, you know, we're not going to be always. It's okay to get pissed off even though I'm on a spiritual path. No, it's necessary. It's not just okay. It's utterly necessary. Utterly necessary. You need to get in touch with your own emotions. That is part of the spiritual path. And anger is an emotion. It's a secondary emotion, but it's an, it's an emotion. And anger comes after something else, after frustration or sadness or guilt or upset or, you know, hurt or rejection. Anger comes after those things. It's a secondary emotion, but it is the doorway into the primary emotion, which is what you need to access. And if you are denying your anger, then you're never going to find your primary emotions and process them. Now, as someone who's been on spiritual path for 40 plus odd years and, and all, right, um, then I would imagine that, so there's times you've been pissed off, there's times you've been sad, there's times you've been happy, there's time you've been, yeah, you know, like, come see, come side, just, you know, it's okay, it's all right. And then there's times you've been frustrated as all get out. Being spiritual, we're each on our own path, so the gamut of emotions, it's coolio to experience it, and it's, from what you're saying, we better experience it, you know, as, as being true to ourselves. Would that be accurate? It is. Um, so, I'll give you another example. Uh, two days ago, I went down to see a new doctor, and they're trying to get some stuff worked out with me, and the doctor is... Uh, so there's a thing, there's a macho thing in Latin America, right? And if you come in as a woman into a doctor's office, they want to tell you what to do. They don't want to often listen to you. And so I made my husband come with me because I needed a man to talk to the man to, to back me up because otherwise it was not going to go well. It didn't go well anyway because, you know, he was convinced that I was non-compliant in, in different things I'm supposed to be doing, which I wasn't. And, and he was just, he was, he was obnoxious. Okay. He was totally obnoxious. And, you know, he was convinced that I was hypertensive and blah, blah, blah. And so here I am, he's trying to tell me over and over again, he, to the point where he, hypertension is high blood pressure, right? So, he was convinced that I was lying to him about that to the point where he actually took my blood pressure after asking me multiple times and I, me telling him no. He took my blood pressure, didn't believe the reading he got on one arm and took it on the other arm and still was frustrated that he had gotten a normal blood pressure. And so, you know, I'm sitting here going, okay, he is basically calling me a liar to my face and then not trusting his own equipment. And, you know, if I had still been in a place where my value was established externally, I would have been pissed. I mean, like bullshit pissed. And I would have made him right because it would have put my blood pressure through the roof because I was so angry, right? Now, I'm looking at this going, oh, dude, this is not okay. And I'm, I'm not happy. Don't get me wrong. I am not happy. But I am managing the, the response because I'm like, I am not giving this man the, the satisfaction of finding a high blood pressure because I let my anger get out of control, right? And so I'm like, yeah, I'm not happy with you right now, but I am going to maintain my calm and my, my, my calm demeanor and my, my blood pressure at a lower level. And in fact, it came out, you know, completely normal. And then I let myself get angry later. <laughs> you know, once I left, once I left the, the appointment, I was just like, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, so yes, do I get upset? Yeah, I do. But it's 
I had a reason to be upset. I was being dismissed. I was being treated as a, you know, like scolded like a child and over things that I was, you know, I was following instructions from, from a different doctor and he was scolding me over following the instructions from the other doctor. And I'm like, that's not okay. Right. So when situations like that happen, it's okay to get pissed. Right. And I'm like, I'm never going back. That's my answer. I will deny you additional cash from me. <laughs> you, know, you will not see me again. And, and I'm just going to move on to another doctor. But I'm not like, so, you know, I, I got upset about it. I had my, my vent about it. You know, I had my 15 minutes of, and then I'm like, okay, moving on. Next. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't talk about it. And I mean, I'm talking about it here because you were talking about, you know, getting angry and how do you process now, right? Um, but, you know, I'm, unless somebody's asking me about how the experience was, I'm not talking about it because I'm, I'm done. I've moved on, right? So that's the differential is that I'm not dwelling on the past. I'm, I'm moving forward. And I'm like, okay, so new internist and, you know, talk to the, the nutritionist again and, you know, all the things, right? moving forward, right? So that's the thing. So, you, you know, yes, you have your upset and then you move on. Some things are, you know, upsetting. They just are. It's like, look, this was not okay, you know? And I, I, I'm a fan of saying that. I'm a fan of looking at somebody and saying, this was not okay. Now, I didn't bother with him because I'm not going to continue the relationship, okay? If I was going to continue the relationship, I would bother. I would have said, the way you spoke to me was not okay. The way you're being with me now is not okay, I, I would have done that, but I, I already knew I was not going to get anywhere with that conversation based on how I was being treated. And so I was like, yeah, there's no point in having this conversation and spinning myself up and being upset about it. I'm just going to remove myself from the circumstance and not have that conversation again. Yeah. You know. And, and, and you know what? I just looked at my note um, about our, um, or your, your new announcement, and I completely forgot to do that at the beginning. So we're so we're gonna do it now with 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 the, with the big announcement. So <laughs> so yeah. so in, in so in talking about we did it last time where people probably aren't gonna hear it now. So yeah. So the uh, the, the the big announcement is that that I've recently gotten a a funding partner in place for the business, and that means that they actually will provide loans for people who want to come into the program. And so, if you needed a longer period of time to pay in order to take the program, and I couldn't offer that to you because there's only so much I can finance, then uh, we have a company now that will do that. And so. If you were like, I really need a payment that's like $100 a month or whatever, you know, you can probably work that out with them. So, uh, you know, if you've been waiting to, to do a discovery call or to join a program or whatever, because you just couldn't come up with cash all at once, uh, we do have a funding partner for that. And all you have to do is just uh, look at the link in the, in the notes and you can get your funding that way. Or when you come on a discovery call and talk to us, uh, we will give you the link to do that at that time as well. So there's all sorts of ways to deal with it. So yeah, that was the announcement we were supposed to do at the beginning. We always see, you know, I forget to promote things, guys. I know. I'm <laughs> content and I forget to give you the stuff that's, that, that helps my business and, and, you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, because I'm, I'm all about giving you guys content. <laughs> so. And I so, was no help today, completely. So I completely yeah. dropped the ball on that one. So you know, but. if 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 you're uh, <laughs> feeling grateful for the uh, 
the the stuff you've gotten here, please rate and subscribe and like. And you know, if you're in one of those uh, platforms that allows you to do an actual review, please do that. That helps us a lot for getting the word out more. Uh, we are trying to expand the access to this podcast. And you know, if you've been here for any length of time, you know how much value that we provide. So, you know, tell your friends. Tell your local spiritual store, put a little, you know, QR code or something out for us that sends people to the podcast or the, you know, the website address or whatever. Um, We would love you and appreciate you forever if you would do that for us. And that would be so wonderful. Thank you all so much. Um, Yeah, click click all the buttons, the likes, the everything. Spread the word. Spread the word. Namaste. We're going to spread the word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what is your Kellyism for today for the the spiritual truths and the misconceptions? Mrs. Conceptions? Mrs. Conceptions, yes. Yeah. So um, the, the, the thing for today is if you're being real, you're probably not bypassing. So the more real you can be with your own feelings, your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own actions, the more real, the more transparent, the more you know available and authentic you're being, the less likely your spiritual path bypassing. There you go. Well, that's all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, y'all. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Wondering where my spirit will I'm driving Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing but you feel like you kind of probably should especially since You seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.